Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by Leverage, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm Cam Martinez, and today we have another interview with Liz Germain. This interview was from a interview series we used to do called the Six Figure Interview Series inside of our Facebook group community, which we repurposed to fit this podcast. Nonetheless, it's an amazing interview, and Liz provides some amazing insight. She teaches people how to make money on the internet and specialize in YouTube SEO and video marketing. She helps people create and sell online courses, products, and services so they can create a profitable business that mostly runs itself. In 2012, she built a six-figure online business in one of the most competitive industries on the market. She did it in less than one year by creating digital products and building effective video marketing funnels and simple sales systems. Now, she teaches others how to build and leverage their own online video marketing and sales funnels to build audiences make great income and change the world. I have no doubt in my mind that this interview is going to help you in your business and help you craft your roadmap to success. So I would love to introduce Miss Liz. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to have you on here today. I've been looking forward to this interview, especially because I know your background. I know what you're up to um, and I love video. I love YouTube. Um, so I'm excited for all the insight you're about to share. Oh yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for, for pulling me on here. This is, I can nerd out on this stuff for <laughs> days at a time. So I really appreciate the opportunity to share what it is that we teach people. Absolutely. Before we do that though, I, will you please fill in, um, any gaps that I missed in that intro or allow people to get to know you a little bit more for those who don't know you already? Yeah, totally. I mean, that was a pretty solid intro. I was thinking to myself while you were saying, I'm like, wow, this is really effective. (laughs) Kind of covering all the bases. But what I would add to that is that we specialize in YouTube marketing specifically. So how to use YouTube to generate leads and build authority and build trust with your ideal audience. And then how to use that as your lead generation strategy for free evergreen long-term organic traffic. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's, I, I would just add that, that we specialize <laughs> awesome. in YouTube. <laughs> That's perfect. So where, where did you get started before? I mean, before Super Sister Fitness, before <clears throat> um, teaching about YouTube, where, so you, I know that you moved to California um, and you started in the fitness industry, but kind of fill us in on, on where you started. I might need to go get some water just, just to forewarn you. Um, so where we started seven years ago, a young girl from the Midwest was like, I have a dream. (laughs) She went to follow that dream by moving to California, getting healthy, figuring out the right way to do that. And then sharing that message on social media. And my sister, excuse me, was also, oh my God, I really might need to go get some water. (laughs) I apologize. Um, My sister was also inspired by my fitness journey. I ended up losing over 50 pounds just by body weight exercise and eating better and learning about nutrition, just basic stuff. And I wasn't doing it correctly in the beginning. So first I inspired my younger sister. Then she and I teamed up and decided if we can do it as two girls that grew up 
literally never really even ever leaving the couch. All we ate was potato chips and mac and cheese and TV dinners. Like if we could do it, I'm pretty sure anyone can do it. So we started sharing our stuff on social media and we kind of accidentally fell into becoming influencers in the health and fitness space. This was back when Instagram was pretty much brand new and we were sharing recipes and workouts and stuff for the people that we ended up becoming fitness instructors. And so we were originally sharing it for the people that were in our fitness classes. And then all of a sudden we were getting women from Brazil and from Europe and from, you know, Australia, like all these different places around the world asking for more of that information. So we decided to run our first group challenge and it was a group workout challenge. It was a six week program. We sold it, I think originally for, I think we sold it for 20 bucks. And we were like, I hope we get t- 10 women in it. <laughs> it's like, this is like, oh my God, rookie. And we got way more than 10 people. We got over 350 people, something wow. in that area. And we were like, wow, we could really, like, I think there's an opportunity here. And that was kind of our first exposure of making money online. It was like, I always like this analogy, making money online is like turning on a faucet and realizing there's water dripping out. And then from there, once you realize there's water coming out of the faucet, it's up to you to figure out the systems and strategies that can help you crank that up and get higher volume so that you can not only, you know, earn a better income, have a better quality of life, but so most importantly, so that you can help more people, because if you have more income coming in, you're able to create more helpful content going out. And so that became the focus of what we did for the next five years. And then my sister ended up getting married and she moved on to become a van life influencer with her husband. They're now doing custom custom van conversions, tiny home conversions. They have made enough from that, doing the same style of business, selling digital products, having a membership site, teaching people how to do a lot of this stuff. Um, They even have a van layout guide that is literally, it's like a PDF download with all the dimensions and specs for their first van conversion. And through that, they've been able to generate enough income to be able to open up their own brick and mortar shop. And now they're doing done for you conversion. So in that transition, I really had to look at where do I want to keep doing this by myself? um, Or do I want to move on to something new? And the answer to that was that I didn't want to give up five years of blood, literal blood, sweat, and tears to grow that business. (laughs) Like it was not easy. And so I really grappled with it. And luckily I was making automated income. I I pretty much took a year off. I'll just full disclosure. And I had, and I'm so grateful to have had the luxury and the automated income, especially coming in from YouTube and digital product sales to be able to really not feel the pressure of having to make money. So I, in that time, I did a lot of soul searching. I went to Bali. I did a lot of travel and really asked myself, like, what's next? And I, what I didn't want to do was push myself toward something. I really wanted to wait until God, the universe, whatever, pulled me towards something. Like, I really wanted a stronger why. I wanted a vision. I wanted the next step. And over time, what I noticed is that Tons of my entrepreneur friends and even just people in our community were asking, how do you, like, how, Liz, how are you traveling all the time? How are you, you know, doing whatever you want, whenever you want? And the answer is because I'm making money through YouTube and it's automated. People are like, how do you do that? And so I'm like, okay, well, enough people have asked at this point. I ran a beta test of a YouTube masterclass. It went extremely well, like three times better than the goals we had set out for it. And from there, my I've partnered up with my my old web developer slash Google, my Google expert. And he and I are now building out systems and processes to help other entrepreneurs learn how we do what we've been able to do. So that's kind of like the full picture, the full story of where we came from. That's amazing. I have so many questions from everything you just said. 
one, I, I want to say your sister's what her what her and her husband are doing sounds awesome. I would love to have a conversation with her and possibly get her on the show as well. Super cool stuff. Um, but before I get into the systems and stuff that you use to grow your businesses and, and travel, I have a question about um, when you first started, you said that you and your sister were two normal people. You sat on the couch all the time. You're eating potato chips or whatever you said. And it's true. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, well, I'm curious while you guys were, you know, I'm sure that you had some imposter syndrome before you jumped into the business of fitness, especially living your lifestyle like that. Will you kind of talk to me about like what was going on in your mind when you were like, okay, let's, let's do this. Like if we can change our lives in the way that we are living, we can absolutely teach other people. Yeah. So first of all, imposter syndrome is a real thing and it's real, whether you're making, yes, you know, five figures, six figures, seven figures, eight figures, like the next evolution of who you are and where you're going as an entrepreneur, you are going to feel some level of that. So I want to acknowledge that because it happens to literally everyone that I know who's in this space, including myself, um, at different stages of the game, especially when you're stretching and stepping into something that's new territory. You're like, I'm not really like, you know, as good as I want to be at this thing yet, but I know where I'm going and I'm, I'm just going to stick through it. So that's definitely a real thing. But I will say back, back in the day when we started our, it started as a blog. Um, and back then I don't think I ever super felt imposter syndrome, not until like two, three years into running an actual business and making income through it. So let me explain growing up super unhealthy in the Midwest. I never learned how to exercise. I never learned how to eat well. We didn't have the food availability that, that Californians do. Disclaimer, if people are watching this from anywhere other than California, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just not the quality of food out there in the Midwest or in middle America that there is in California. We're very blessed here. And I thank my lucky stars every single day that I'm now in California. But bringing it back to that point, in the transition of doing whatever it takes to get to the point where... I, w- I was myself physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually healthy, which included fitness, nutrition, et cetera. Our intention with sharing that wasn't to become experts, wasn't to become influencers. It was literally just to, to say, hey, other girl out there who's like me, we found out this information and it's science backed and it works. And here you go. It helped me. It might help you. So there was never any like, I didn't have this idea of being an influencer or being a business owner. It kind of just happened naturally because I just genuinely wanted to help people. So there wasn't ever that conversation really in the beginning. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. So what caused it three years later? Well, at that point, there's the pressure to like upkeep the income, you know, like it's like, okay, well, and I think I was 24, 24, 25 when we first started our making money through it, enough money to quit our jobs um, and do it full time. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is cool, but I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know about profit and loss statements. I didn't know about how to pay taxes for, you know, an LLC versus personal. Like I just didn't know any of that stuff. And so a couple of years into the game, we made a lot of really big mistakes as we were young 20 something girls and didn't have that business experience. And we also didn't understand yet the value of investing in mentors who did already know it to save ourselves time, money, energy, all the things. And so I think this, the second or third year in, we had made a couple, we put all our eggs in one basket at a certain point and kind of just hoped and relied on this one program to continue to sell. 
and we didn't have the longer term vision. And so I think when shit really hit the fan in the second year, we were like, whoa, we got to figure something else out. We got to diversify income streams. We got to generate new, new streams of revenue for this company in order for it to be sustainable, you know, even for the next year, let alone the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. I think that's where it really came in because it was like, oh, now there's like kind of a pressure on this. Like now it's not so much a hobby. It's something I do for a living. So I need to up my game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's chat about the evolution of the systems and additional income streams. So you say, so you started um, with a blog and then you launched your first mastermind or group full of 350 people. It was a group, group workout program, group coaching program, essentially. So you went from there. What systems did you need to have in place in order to grow the business to allow it to be sustainable? Yeah. So from there we had to set up, um, I mean, we had to set up all the automated email campaigns because I think the, the first program we ever sold the $20 one I told you about, it was literally just a Google doc that we wrote up as if we were writing it for one of our personal training clients. And we sold that for 20 bucks. So from there we hired a designer and we, we had email funnels created that did that all automated because we were literally just delivering it manually. So we had to have the automated systems for fulfillment set up and then also setting up support on the admin side for when people emailed and were like, Hey, I can't open my PDF or whatever. You know, there's a million things that go wrong. <laughs> if you're new to the online oh, game, yeah. you'll find that out. But if oh, you've been know. in this game for a while, there's like always at least, there's always at least a dozen right away customer support emails that it's like, oh, this is the same question over and over. So we hired some support there. Um, and then from there, we figured out how to outsource a lot of the things that were costing a lot in the United States to a team over in the Philippines. So that's what we do now. And we pay probably a third or a, sometimes even a fourth of what we were paying for American employees. And some people are against that because they want to support the homeland, but I am all about (laughs) maximizing the revenue that we're generating and minimizing the cost and the expense of continuing to create content. And then from there, once we got that, that core product really dialed in and in base, I would say it's like probably 85, 90% running itself, um, even to this day, which is awesome. So just side note, if you put the work in once and you do it right, it'll continue to pay off over time. Um, so once we got that dialed in, then we expanded um, to add upsells. So we created meal plans that went along with the program. And then from there, let's see, what else did we do? From there, we started just creating new content um, on YouTube that started generating AdSense revenue, which is really cool because it's automated revenue. And then we also started um, doing collaborations and brand deals, sponsorships, things like that, where people like clothing companies or food companies that wanted to get in front of the same audience, but weren't directly competing with the programs we were selling could come in and support and pay for contests we created. So that was a whole new revenue stream that we opened up there. Um, yeah, I think that that's kind of like the big picture of where we went from selling a $20 Google doc yeah. <laughs> to, to where we are now. To sponsorships and the the um, revenue from from ads on YouTube and stuff like that. That's amazing. So, and I love that. By the way, it was super simple at the beginning, which I think a lot of people take for granted when they're first starting their business. They're like, oh, I got to have all the bells and whistles. Um, but we are familiar with that too. It, like our systems are are not where like it, what we have right now would not be promoted in like a, a high level marketing 
program, <laughs> but we've been doing pretty well. So I love that. Um, and you, I want to real quick recap on, on the different revenue streams that you had. So you had, you have your core product, which is the program and the upsells. Then you have the ad revenue. Then you have um, sponsorships. Is there anything else in there that allowed you to have um, pro- like gain profit? Yeah. So affiliate marketing. So we do two types of affiliate marketing. One is selling other people's programs, like other coaches. Um, If we're not in a promotions uh, season, we will find something that's complementary to what we do. And then like, for example, our, our thing, our core product is a strength training program. So we would find a yoga program or something from someone else. So not a direct competitor. Yeah, exactly. So it's a similar price point. And then we would run promotions for that. And then the other type of affiliate marketing we did um, and still sometimes do, but like a couple of videos still generate some automated revenue for this is writing um, blog posts or creating YouTube videos that include products. So Amazon affiliate program. So we're literally referring like one, we had a post that was like a veggie, veggie, I forget what they're called. Zoodles, zucchini noodles. Mm -hmm. It was like a veggie spiralizer thing. And that, that affiliate link generated like a, quite a bit, surprisingly for a long time. I don't think it's still up there, but um, so little things like that. It, and just a side note on that, because this is important. Mm-hmm. If you're going into the realm of affiliate marketing and you're going to be promoting products, but you have a smaller audience, let's say you're just getting started, it would be better for you to do really high quality tech reviews or for example, my sister and her husband, they do, um, they do affiliate marketing for van, van parts. So it's like appliances and stuff. These are like multiple hundreds of dollars worth of products, if not thousand dollar and up products. So if you have a smaller audience, you need to find, um, products that are a higher ticket. But in the beginning, what we did was the opposite because we had higher volume. So we were sending a ton of people so we could do something like a spiralizer, which was only like a $20, $30 product. So it really depends and like make that decision up front. If you know that it's going to take you some time to build volume, identify where in your market. So like, let's say you're teaching online entrepreneurs how to do XYZ, whatever. Um, You can do affiliate marketing for softwares and things like that. Like um, SEM rush. I think we personally pay like two, 300 bucks a month or something for that, but it's subscription and it's monthly recurring revenue. So mm-hmm. if you're building an authority blog or, a, a, you know, any type of authority, YouTube channel, whatever it is, you can use that as become an affiliate for softwares and services like that, that all entrepreneurs need. And you'll get monthly recurring revenue for a lifetime, as long as that person stays a customer. So we're always looking for things like that. Like you got to do it smart if you're doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. How many, what were the different traffic sources you had? So you had YouTube, you had your website, I'm sure a blog, were there, was there anything else in there? Uh, well, we have our email list and email list is the main one. Um, that's people that came in from all different platforms, but where we have attracted people is through YouTube and Pinterest have always been our top two traffic sources. Um, even beyond, even back when Instagram was in its heyday and we were getting tons of amazing engagement over there. We don't really do Instagram anymore. It's more me just like, whenever I feel emotional, I'm like, I'm going to make an Instagram post. Like there's no marketing there at all. And our engagement is 
freaking tank. So just FYI. Um, but we have, <laughs> evidently people don't care about my feelings. <laughs> That's also a good, a good lesson for marketers. Um, but yeah, YouTube and Pinterest have always been our number one. And beyond that, we use, you know, we use the general social media, Facebook and Instagram sometimes, but that really doesn't push a whole ton of traffic for us because we don't, we're not doing paid ad campaigns over there anymore. Super cool. Super cool. So that's basically all automated. You said that you are the one managing it now and you've outsourced a lot, like 90% of that. Now you transition into teaching people how to do exactly what you did. Yeah. Which Let's chat cool. about that. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Pinterest and YouTube have always been our number one traffic source, even when we weren't doing paid ad campaign or even when we were doing paid ad campaigns, which is kind of funny. You'd think like I'm paying all this money for Facebook ads yet these two organic search engines are sending five times the amount of traffic. Now, again, there's differences in audience demographics and stuff like that. But in general, when my sister left, I did a full company inventory and looked at where all our revenue was coming from. Where are we spending the most time and getting the most return? Um, and YouTube and Pinterest were by far our number one. And so we kind of, we scaled back everything, but those things. <clears throat> so um, yeah, YouTube is owned by Google. Google is the biggest search engine in the world. YouTube is the second largest. YouTube is also the second most visited site in the world. And there are tons and tons of videos being uploaded there daily, actually by the second, literally by the second. So it's a, it is competitive, but not if you understand how to use the search algorithm. So what we teach people, and we also offer this as a done for you service is how to identify what are the keywords and long tail keywords that your target customer is searching for? Where are the holes in the market that haven't been filled yet? And we have a bunch of softwares and tools that we use on the back end to literally get the data. It's not just us guessing or consulting. Like we're literally looking at here's the search volume on this term. Here's the competition on this term. That means you have, if it has high search volume, low competition, you have a better chance at ranking on that. Um, so that's what we help people do now. Uh, it's really fun, but it's very, very nerdy. I would have never <laughs> guessed <laughs> that I'd be this down the deep down the rabbit hole of internet nerd land. <laughs> Teaching Whatever. people how to, yeah, no, that's awesome. So you have, uh, let's see how I want to ask this. I guess for, I usually ask this last, but I, I'm super curious for people who are either looking to um, grow their business using YouTube, Pinterest, or whatever social media platform, or get started in the world of affiliate marketing or influencer marketing, or basically anything that you've done so far, what would you tell them to focus on to set them on the right path? Um, for, for YouTube specifically? Yeah, let's talk about YouTube specifically. And then from there, how to scale that. Okay. So the first thing I always tell people to do is identify your niche. So I just said, find the holes in the market. That's what you want to do, at least in the beginning. Like a lot of people come to us and they're like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And this is what we help people with. And it's like an eight, a laundry list of things. <laughs> I would identify one or two and become the very best at that and build your channel base around that. And then once you've got that base and you're, you know, generating the revenue that you're looking to generate from there, expand out. So niche marketing would be where I would start. And then creating the highest quality content you possibly can and making sure that everything is branded and includes all the call to actions, like comment, subscribe, and also trackable links. Because again, you could have all the, all the views and subscribers in the world on YouTube, but if you're not getting them back to your mailing list, 
you really don't have the relationship yet. So the, the end goal should always be to get them on your list. And in order to do that, and also to effectively sell them a program that meets their, their desires and the things they need, um, niche marketing will really, really help support that. So narrowing it way down and becoming the very best at one thing, I always like to say, slow down so you can speed up later. That's what I would say for YouTube specifically. I love it. And I I like the making sure you get everyone back to your list. That's a huge like conversation right now is especially with everything happening on Facebook, the ad platform shut down yesterday, the huge uh, data scandal. If Facebook shuts down, you lose your Facebook groups, you lose your engagement, you lose all of that stuff you have on there, but your email list still lasts. So I I love that you brought that up. Oh yeah. That's like number, that's like, yeah. marketing 101 you know like yeah. go with the thing that you own because that's how it's like your security blanket you know yes yes I love it so much value so much insight where can people engage more with you interact with you I know you have a Facebook group where would you like to send people if they want to learn more about uh, YouTube or learn more about how you got your success Yeah, totally. So we, uh, you can check it all out, all the services and programs and stuff that we have at lizgermain.com. It's Liz G E R M A I N.com. And, um, beyond that, if you go there also, you can join our free Facebook group, which is YouTube marketing mastery. So if you're just testing the waters, exploring whether YouTube is the right platform for you to really invest in, I always like to say it's a super safe bet because Google owns YouTube. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be around a long time. I'm seeing, we're watching Facebooks um, and I might date this episode if this is going to be long term, but currently as of two, the end of 2018, Facebook stock prices are going way down. So who knows where that's going to end up. Uh, for me, YouTube, or for anybody really, YouTube is a really safe investment because it's not going anywhere. Google's not going anywhere. So um, you can count on that. And if that's something you're dipping your toes in, trying to figure out, is that for me? check out the YouTube marketing mastery group and you can see, I go live in there every Monday morning and answer literally answer questions that people post. So I spend a little bit of time, 30 minutes, whatever, once a week. And it's like office hour style. So you can go in there, ask questions. We also have a a digital course. It's four weeks for people that are just ready to get started now. Um, And then beyond that, we offer channel audits as well at where we'll do a full in-depth look at your website in conjunction with your channel and all uh, identify all the opportunities for you share with you what keywords and things like that, that you should be going after for your specific niche and for your market. And then beyond that, we do done for you services. So that's kind of like a big picture of what we offer, but it's again, all of that is over at lizgermain.com. Awesome. Awesome. So much value is provided, not only in this interview, but everything you just said, it's like, wow, (laughs) you have all this stuff set up. Is there one one last question? Is there anything, I, I know you just um, started your second business, teaching people how to effectively use YouTube. Is there anything else you're like looking at in the future to either dive into or add it as an addition to what you're doing right now in terms of marketing? In 2019, we will likely be developing a Pinterest program to help teach people how to use video on Pinterest specifically, the Pinterest marketing team reached out to me like a month ago. They said they selected our account as one of 20 that they want to help support in implementing the new video features that are coming. Yeah. So that's super cool and super exciting. I can't wait to see what they teach us. And that's huge. 
Pinterest is going to have a video platform. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, they already do. So just to clarify, they already okay. do offer some video features, especially if you're advertising on the Pinterest platform. Um, they have some really cool features already where you can play a vertical video and then it has all of the products. Like, let's say there was like a beauty tutorial or something. Somebody's doing a makeup tutorial. It would literally like splay out underneath the video, all of the products used in the video. So Pinterest is where people go when they're looking to make a lifestyle change. They are literally ready to buy. They're looking for things to buy. So it's a really cool platform and they're going to be rolling out new features in 2019 specifically related to video. So I can't wait to see what they teach us around that. And you bet we are definitely going to be creating a program around whatever it is that, that we learn over there to help you guys. Cause I don't want to hoard all this info to myself. That would be very not nice of me. Yeah, <laughs> what am I going to do more effective it? for you and your business too. So you're one of the first that you said, like the first 20 that they reached out to? Not the first, the only. The only. They, they chose 20 accounts across the platform, which is insane. Wow. I don't know. Like this must be, you know, so there's some magic in the sky happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wow, there are literally millions of accounts and they chose our account as one of 20 people that they're going to, help and hold our hand basically and teach us how to do all this stuff. So I can't wait. That's incredible. Well, that's, I mean, if that is not a a major incentive for people to keep following you and and engage with what you've got going on in the future, I don't know. I don't know what to tell them because that's, that's a huge next step for, for Pinterest and you and your business and them and their business. So well, Liz, thank you so much for hopping on today. Thank you for your time. This is amazing. Loved all the value and insight. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to uh, checking out more of your stuff and helping support you and also all your people with lots of video tips in the future. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks guys. You've been listening to the six figure roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review to learn more about our membership. Visit us online at www.lvrg.it.